0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? I like this skirt.
1: Oh, thank you. It's
0: very colorful. It feels very summery.
1: Yes, it's very funny. So you can't really see that. You can kind of see it a little bit behind the...
0: There it is. So you can hold Um, it up, yeah.
1: It's just one of my go-to summer dresses because you just like throw it on and you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I need more of. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is my go-to Spider-Man Far From Home shirt. It's, it's pretty awesome, though. Spider-Man tonight I'll wear the symbiote you know what's up Woo! that's what it's all about are you excited are you gonna go see it tonight me and Kevin are seeing it tonight
1: Um, I don't think I'm seeing it tonight because we're shooting our game of the year so far oh, episode for stop what's being good. the busiest lady in the business <laughs> gotta work Greg I hear you it's so I can go to um, a barbecue on the 4th of July and I have to worry about editing and posting the show for Friday smart, smart. I wanna get it all done tomorrow
0: alright well you do that Kevin and I are going to the movies, uh, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Today we're talking about a follow up on the Doctor Disrespect story, a last minute PlayStation Plus switch, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday here on Twitch.tv/KindOfFunnyGames, YouTube.com/KindOfFunnyGames, RuseTea.com. Podcast services around the globe. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. There you can ask your questions, do everything else under the video game sun. Then if you want, you can tune in live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Watch us record the show. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you rtx is this week and all of kind of funny is going to be there come to our signing friday come see our panel saturday number one is uh kind of funny we need your sub more than funhouse at 2 p.m then michael jones and greg miller let's see what happens at 5 30 p.m thank you to our patreon producers colton yoder blackjack mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by upstart and experian but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report
2: <laughs> <laughs> Time
0: for some news. <laughs> Five items on the Rup report. Oh, uh, baker's dozen. And no matter what Andrea says, whatever Andrea says about number four, it is a news story, it's not and it a is a real. Story. But the number one news story is actually a follow-up to something we talked about last week. Uh, Guy Beam, of course, of course, doctor disrespect, put out a statement about his Twitch ban, the bathroom incident, and all that. To bring you up to speed, if you've been living under a rock, and Miss Gary Widow last Widow Wednesday, ranting and raving with me. About this. At E3, Dr. Disrespect, a well known Twitch streamer, obviously incredibly popular, went into a bathroom and live streamed there. This got his ba- E3 badge revoked. This got him banned from Twitch for, as it turned out, two weeks. Dr. Disrespect came back. Twitch reinstated him those two weeks later. He came back, didn't say anything, and now he's put out this statement. And I shouldn't say he has, because of course the person who portrays Dr. Disrespect, Guy, put out this statement on his personal thing about it, the whole thing. Let me digress and read it. I'd like to talk about Dr. Disrespect's Twitch ban from E3. This was my first IRL stream as the doc, and if it's not obvious by now, one of the things I try to stay true with is authenticity. Real life personas are so difficult to pull off, especially in today's society. Doc is edgy, highly opinionated, cocky, etc., and that certainly adds to the difficulty in staying in staying authentic without offending anyone. On, or, yeah, and offending anyone on a deeper personal level. When we were walking around filming at E3, we clearly weren't thinking about the laws slash repercussions of filming in the bathroom because honestly, it wasn't in our mind frame at the time. We were sort of all in, with doc, the, oh, all in with the doc livestream experience in capturing the E3 event through the character. We were so into E3 IRL journey that we became a little blind in what's okay and what's not okay. We had no ill intentions, and I feel that was pretty obvious if you watched the entire thing. We wanted to capture an adventure. Unfortunately, we took that adventure into the wrong areas, unaware of the legalities surrounding it. On behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, I apologize for this. I've sat back and absorbed a lot of opinions on this incident and the aftermath. I think those that have followed me for years outside of the character, even before Twitch, know what kind of person I am. I have an incredible support system from family, friends, business partners, community, and following. I'm very lucky to be considered an influential person in the entertainment space. Believe me, I don't take this for granted. We are working on a lot of things, parentheses, that take time, uh, that will hopefully continue to elevate the brand and gaming entertainment as a whole into the mainstream space. I have a ruthless passion for creativity, for entertaining people, for making people laugh, growing new tools and tech, etc. This incident was a step back. But, like anything, we learn, become stronger, and move forward. If you follow the brand or myself, I hope you continue to stay with me on this vision. This statement got posted yesterday. I read it. And personally, and I can only speak for myself, I was like, I get it. I understand. I listened to Khalif Adams, of course, a friend of the show, uh, spawned on me. I listened to his podcast about before, way before today's incident. I think it was before the apology, actually, but I could be wrong now. But he came up with a whole bunch of great points, and it was similar to one Gary and I talked about it last Widow Wednesday, being like, well... What the hell do you do? And Khalif's point on the spawn on me was like, what do you have to do to get permabanned? Like, what do you have to do to get permabanned on Twitch if, if the number one streamer, or one of the number one streamers, can go out and do something like this and break California privacy laws and do all this live and blah, 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 and just get a two-week ban, a slap on the wrist, right? And Khalif was like, it should have been a permabanned. It should have been that. If you're going to come back, fine, but all your proceeds for a while need to be d- donated to charity, right? Because similar to when the doc had the whole thing after Game Awards, where he was like, you know i've cheated on my wife i need to take time off when he came back that was such a huge boon right or is Khalif calls it cake which i would never heard of and i liked a lot uh but it you know it was this huge boon and it was a huge stream and all this stuff when gary and i were talking about you we were talking about it actually before he'd gone live so we were like we know it's going to be a big stream we know it's going to do all this different numbers for him and if you're twitch how do you do this and what i had wanted was an apology and so jumping from that reading this apology for me personally, as someone who does dumb shit on camera all the time and fucks up all the time, it rings true. And I've seen a lot of people uh, picking it apart for saying the the, the Dr. Disrespect ba- brand, you know what I mean, uh, for it seeming like he's hiding behind the characters, antics and that. For me personally, I read into it as, no, it's it would be like me saying we hear it kind of funny, understand we fuck this up, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Disrespect is the company as well as the character, as well as the person, which makes it really convoluted. Um, And I get that, you know, know, whenever somebody wants to say, oh, he's trying to be edgy in quotes, you can throw that back in his face, right? But I do understand he's playing this character. When I'm playing, and this is a different thing, but similar when I'm doing the WWE IG esports challenges, right? And I'm being heel commentator, Greg Miller, and I'm yelling at Xavier, right? Or when I'm on t- hardcore tabletop and I literally spit on chilled chaos's hand, I did it. And then sat back down and the thing moved on far enough for me to go, like, oh, sorry. Are you okay? Like, I'm sorry. Like we that was a canned production, blah, blah, blah. But in that moment, I was in character and I did it. And then I was like, wait, fuck, he doesn't know me well enough. If I spit on Michael, no big deal. I can powerbomb Michael, nobody's gonna care. But <laughs> spitting on somebody I just met, you know, a couple hours ago or you know, I don't know well. Right. Different ball of wax. So I've been there when I've pushed it too far and then been like, fuck, what do I do? And so for me reading the statement, I was like, And again, this goes back... And this will immediately blow up in my face. This goes back to what I said in the Gary episode. It goes back to what Tim has been talking to me about recently. Of like, We, mainly me, Greg Miller, but we kind of funny have to stop believing everybody's a good person. And I read this yesterday and I was like, okay, he's learning. He's doing something different. Andrea, what was your take on this thing? Am I totally off base?
1: No, you're not. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before the show went live today. As people who have an online and public uh, presence and personas you know we're under more of a microscope than the average person is and what's tough about that as you mentioned is that you almost don't get permission to make mistakes and the moment you do make a mistake and you reflect on it having being able to have an adult conversation about it with your audience um... can be sometimes really challenging because people it feels like are so quick to jump to being incredibly angry and upset without stopping to critically think about what actually took place and what actually happened. Sure. Um, When we look at it through the lens specifically of what Guy did as the persona Dr. Disrespect, and let's be clear, they are one and the same.
0: I think, honestly, it's it's interchangeable outside of the tweet. The fact that Guy is the one who tweeted out the apology, which I get. Because to an extent, I think that should have been retweeted on Dr. Disrespect's Twitter, probably. But I If he
1: made more appearances as Guy, I would be able to swallow this pill a little bit easier. Yeah. But he makes incredibly few. Even while he's out at events, he almost always is in costume, is in character. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little bit more difficult for me to believe that this is Guy making an apology on behalf of Dr. Disrespect, the brand. Yeah. That to me is like, Okay, I kind of want to be like, sure. Um, I'm coming at it with a heavy dose of skepticism. I think the reason why it rings so false to me is because it feels like he has to keep making apologies for oh, things right? that he's done. And like I have said this before when we've had discussions about several other prominent streamers and YouTubers and whoever, people that are doing you know, controversial things, saying, you know what? Being on camera is not easy. A lot of times, sometimes in the heat of the moment, things come out of your mouth that you're like fuck that's not what I meant to say it's not what I intended you and get cut off
0: mid-thought and then somebody on the internet runs with that as that was your full thought and it's like well no I was going right. somewhere but they said but things
1: get taken out of context quite easily and so I was re- I, I saw the apology and I was like Sure, this is just something he has to do to protect his sponsorships and his advertisers and people that want this apology to go forward. Because clearly his fans don't care. Yeah, His fans didn't need this apology. Yeah. This apology is for, for everybody else who does not watch Dr. Disrespect sure. to be like, okay, he's fine now. People like Gary who were like, meh, he apologized, I'm good with it, let's just move on and stop, instead of continuing to talk about this. Um, but then... The thing this morning just felt so petty and so juvenile.
0: So, again, the statement goes up, like you said. I mean, Gary's not here to talk. He'll be here for Widow Wednesday tomorrow. But the initial thing, Gary saw this today. Somebody included us in it, right? And Mm -hmm. was like, I think, you know, everybody should uh, uh, protest Twitch because they're not taking action. And Gary's like, I read the apology and it's, I I think, let's just move on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that was enough for Gary as well in terms of, like, okay, there is an apology, which I that's the thing and it's so hard because we're in the same boat as being internet people on your phone on your podcast on whatever Mm -hmm. that I you know I think the kind of funny best friend relationship is very special but I think when people see our thumbnail or something on it and don't know what the content is and flip out about it and don't know us it's so hard to get the genie back in the bottle for me again like looking at this I was like wow maybe I was wrong because even when Gary and I were talking about it I was like we're not gonna get an apology and that's just me based on never meeting Dr. Disrespect only Mm -hmm. seeing his content see occasionally uh seeing you know a clip on Twitter seeing him tweet something funny where else I was like we're never gonna get it we did get it I was like oh my gosh like maybe I do have the wrong idea about Dr. Disrespect slash the guy as a performer or whatever Mm -hmm. like this thing and I don't and again maybe I still do maybe I'm still trying to fucking do it Hours after the apology, where you're like, okay, cool, this is going on, he's moving forward, he's actually addressed this, cool, Dr. Disrespect seems like he is as cool as you want him to be. Hours later, uh, Kotaku had reported on the apology, right? Nathan did. Uh, They put up their piece, they were, uh, then there was a Twitter thread where people were yelling about the piece. A guy on Twitter, mad at the reporting about Kotaku, tagged Jason Schreier from Kotaku, and was basically like, hey, uh... You know, this guy sucks. Nathan's article is clearly biased. He doesn't even want, he hates Dr. Disrespect. They should have let a real journalist like Jason Trier do it. The guy kept going back and forth with other people, but kept bringing Jason into it. And Jason finally tweets, I, I don't know why you keep, and this is uh, in the replies, uh, I don't know why you keep tweeting at me about this, but Nathan is an excellent reporter and I stand by everything he's written about toilet- the toilet streamer right to which Doc then responds to that Jason Schreier tweet I wouldn't worry too much Neil no one in the community knows these guys Kotaku's growth is spiraling down faster than Schreier's hairline to which Jason responds to that one "Lowell, good one but that's not actually me losing hair it's the Jason Schreier brand now <laughs> great that was a gr- yeah, great comeback right great- <laughs> now this is where we're gonna get into a million different and,
1: and before you edifications. Key, before you um, go on to that yeah it's also worth noting Dr. Disrespect then goes out of his way. No, no, see,
0: now hold on, stick with me. I want to get to that. I'm okay. not stopping. I think that there's three main parts to this story.
1: To connect before we get to this.
0: Correct. because Okay, I'm on this
1: journey with you, Greg. Thank you
0: very much, right? So there's the apology. He's learning something. It, it, maybe this is all good. Maybe for once Greg wants somebody to be good people and they're all good people. Then this thing goes off, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring the fact that in these at mentions, Jason ends it with the toilet streamer, right? Which is clearly a dig. Right. Which I can understand getting you angry to bring doc out of it. Right. And be like Kotaku's growth is uh, growth is spiraling down faster than Shrier's hairline. I think that's a way bigger dig of a personal attack, malicious attack, than it is to call a toilet stream, call him a toilet streamer based on what he's done, right? But let's, I mean, he
1: streamed from the toilets. I so. know
0: exactly. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Exactly. Well, I mean, in like literally, bro, Jason's hairline is receding. I would, I guess, right? I don't, I don't follow Jason's hairline. I don't but either. But stick with me. Is that okay? Fine. That's all in at replies. That's all in you guys yelling at each other. That's bickering, not in the public eye. The next one, right? is this tweet that's a tweet that is to all of Doc's 1.09 million uh, Twitter followers, I believe. And it's, hey guys, Jason Schreier here, editor for Kotaku. Analytics show that mm-hmm. Kotaku is on the uprise, averaging 3 to 5 likes per tweet, compared to 1 to 3 likes one year ago. I also wrote a book about video games. I don't want to brag, but it's a favorite here at The Office's. I hate myself. And That's then, a blast tweet to his 1.09 million.
1: And it's a close-up photo uh, of Jason's, Jason's face looking at his hairline, and it's just disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's low, it's mean-spirited, yeah. and it's completely in bad taste.
0: Now, for the record, Jason then comes back and dunks on him and responds to that one and says, hey man, like I said, I'm, I'd be happy to chat anytime. If it makes me feel more comfortable, I can Skype from the bathroom. Like, Jason, now I'm not saying, don't be wrong, I'm just saying Jason isn't like that, we're, and I'm not even here to fucking, Jason needs a fire brigade of people to help him out at all in this thing. What I'm here to say is like, what the fuck? what the fuck Mm -hmm. and like i i I get when gary put up his thing today it it was in response to a kind of funny best friend who was like talking about it gary's like the apology was good enough i responded with these two tweets right and then that for me is like the encapsulation of like it it, like what the fuck you didn't learn anything and somebody responded to my tweet to gary with the two things saying dude this is dr disrespect's character that's who he is to which i then scrolled back through april April tweets for Dr. Disrespect. And not to mention, this uh, got buried because of how, you know, Jason's a bigger name, I think. But right below the Jason tweet is one of him, Dr. Disrespect, doing the exact same thing to Nathan, mm-hmm. making fun of Nathan for just the reporter now. And, and his article, with all due respect to d- everybody involved, I did not think was leaning one way or the other, like Dr. Disrespect sucks and here's what happened, here's this shitty apology. So
1: I have the article up that Nathan Grayson wrote. The title is. Dr. Disrespect apologizes for E3 bathroom stream, quote, on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, which is pulled directly from Guy's apology. So very non-inflammatory headline, just stating the facts. Uh, And then he details the incident. He details the uh, apology that Guy published. And then he editorializes a little bit at the end, saying, on one hand, This was a much-needed apology, but on the other, it reads almost like Beam is using his character and his brand as a shield against accepting full responsibility for his own actions. Beam is the Dr. Disrespect brand, so it's odd to see him apologizing on behalf of it. After all, Dr. Disrespect is a character created and played by Beam, and presumably Beam is in full control of his faculties when he's playing that character, regardless of how much he's yelling. Other streamers (laughs) also attended E3, but Doc was the only one to stroll into a bathroom with the camera mm-hmm. multiple times mm-hmm. no less despite messages in his chat and on social media saying it might not be such a good idea that's the that's only the extent of the editorializing ed- and you guys can read for yourself it's on kataka.com
0: and so to clap back that hard on these two guys and like i'm saying what i was driving with the april thing is there are no other personal attacks i like here's what i know of dr disrespect right i know that in I haven't seen it recently but he hasn't been streamed recently and everything I know for a while Andy would watch him out there and I know that I'll see funny clips and from the clips I've seen of Dr. Disrespect I've been like man this guy's funny I like the character he's
1: an excellent streamer I
0: fucking love the heel persona obviously I play it all the time in, in all any new number of videos right I love it I get it I think he's doing it well right um, I know since this came up there was somebody pointed out the um, the thing he'd done with like a Chinese accent where I was like ooh and he, he, had a, he had a reason for that and it didn't seem like it blew up and I don't know I'm not know not anything about it other than hearing about it on top mm-hmm. of all this but even putting that aside it was bad coming the, well yeah I, is there a good way to do that <laughs> is no. there ever a way of like hey everybody white guy here i'm going to do i'm going to do some kind of racial humor and like have it be like you know what you got to pass this time cuz you
1: did it so well exactly
0: you nailed it i'm laughing too hard um <laughs> it, all of that aside it's like that's what I knew about him, and so then, like I was saying, I don't know him well. I don't follow him, and this isn't me like being like oh, I'm so great. I just don't follow. Him. So I scrolled back through April, and like the closest things I could find was he was like taking a shot at Shroud about how they them having a, a beef on Twitter. That's clearly like me and uh, Xavier having a beef on Twitter. Like right. there's a context to it. This does not. I do not think we're. This is a. Uh, this is an angle that Kotaku, Jason, Nathan, and Doc Disrespect are playing, right? It's going out there, and even if it was his 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 uh, character that he's talking at and yelling at him mean, to then motivate this audience, this is the, do the 1.09 million Twitter fans know that this is just him being his character, and Jason and Kotaku actually do a lot of great reporting, and they shouldn't be getting torn apart for saying this fucking thing about this and giving a little bit of information?
1: It's incredibly... <laughs> exhausting to the sense yes. that like, I mean, come on, dude, this is the hill you're going to die on. I think the thing that is getting lost here and the reason why some people are still incredibly upset is that you, you know, taking it back to what Khalif was mentioning about the lack of punishment. I know when you're in Gary's discussion, you talked about him breaking the law and how there hasn't been any punishment. And the thing that I think is important to remember is even if you didn't have intentions of breaking the law, even if you just got caught up and you didn't mean to, yeah, you still did it. I didn't mean to run that stoplight, officer. I didn't mean to jaywalk, officer. I didn't mean to do this. You meant to jaywalk. You know what? You still did it. You know what I mean? And there's still punishments for doing it, even if your intentions were in the right place. And that's the thing that's missing here is that he... Uh, violated a very serious privacy law that exists for a very important reason. And the fact that there was literally no punishment for him at all, I think is the reason why people are still incredibly upset. And for him to go after a reporter for reporting the facts of the situation just seems disgusting to me and quite frankly i think like twitch needs to take a stand i think you and i making a stand against the platform doesn't make any sense because we have no control over the platform clearly they wouldn't care right
0: you know Uh, what i mean and that's also like how the river i mean like if there if you wanted to do a giant organized thing where everybody who's usually on twitch goes and streams on youtube or mixer maybe yeah, but again, like it's what Khalif was talking about, right? Is the idea of that when Doctor Disrespect comes back to Twitch after a ban, a two week ban, right, mm-hmm. with no real statements before of what's happening, why this is happening, how he's being held accountable?
1: I think Khalif said like something like six months feels appropriate, or maybe that was Gary.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a sliding scale depending on who you talk to, right? Yeah. I think it's and that it's, that's the problem is that there is no i mean twitch has clear terms of service that when we talked about it originally clearly the bathroom stuff violated Mm -hmm. but then there was no communication from twitch and there is no court from twitch and there is no statement from doc on how any of this happened right it's what calice point was on spawn on me right was the idea that if when when doc comes back and has a banner record-setting day on twitch so does twitch it's not, you know what I mean? Like that money of obviously course. is shared with Twitch in terms of your revenue split. And so like, of course, Twitch wants that to happen and wants these things to happen. And until they're willing to say like, in Cl- what Khalif brought up, right? Of being like, cool, it's an apology. And then even behind the scenes, that they, they would have worked out that all the donations today, all the tips today are going to whatever charity are doing this kind of thing. Like, I feel like there's a way to do it. And I understand that there's an argument to be made that Dr. Disrespect is a character. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Disrespect apologizing doesn't make sense because it's not sincere because nothing he does is sincere and him on stream doing this thing and giving all the like you can creatively work that into a bit is dr disrespect on stream dr disrespect can easily retweet guy and be like just retweet it out of what's going on here dr disrespect broke character with the stuff with his wife right and that's their personal business i'm not trying to get into it but there's it's here and it's it's the internet and it's Twitch and people understand what's going on, right? And some of the funniest clips I've ever seen of Dr. Disrespect are him breaking character and laughing at something that's happening in game or that he said or that somebody mm-hmm. said to him, right? Like there's a, a thing there for it. There's an avenue for it. There's a forum for it. Mm-hmm. And just the way again, it's just I can't I can't fathom and I, I understand that I'm sure people look at what I do on the internet all the time and can't fathom what the fuck I'm thinking. But like <laughs> I can't fathom putting out this apology yesterday get trying to get back on track in terms of just a, the good graces thing or whatever of whatever mainstream thought is of you and then the next day being like now I'm gonna go after two reporters from Kotaku publicly like that's my plan because again and to what, for what I'm scrolling back through right it isn't even like the normal brand if I was to scroll back through and see him taking shots at people left and right and doing all these different things and again
1: if he was like you know like the insult comic dog right but like that's not his bit is to like constantly insult people and I think this goes back to what I've said before I tweeted about it before E3 started this idea of punching up and not punching down sure this is a guy who has a massive following who is incredibly influential with a lot of his viewers many of which are you know in middle school in high school potentially even younger, who idolize him as an online entertainment personality, watching him punch down and go for the lowest common denominator, bullying tactics. At the sake of comedy, which I'm putting in air quotes for everybody listening because I don't think he's trying to be funny. I think he's lashing out because he can and because he thinks he's better than Jason and better than Nathan. And that to me is the disgusting part about all this because we can look at Dr. Disrespect's antics and go, it's just part of the bit. Much like a guy like Howard Stern is a shock jock and it's part of his bit is to be really kind of like edgy and glaring and a lot of people don't like him because of that. But at the same time, there needs to be some kind of responsibility for these streamers, YouTubers, personalities of all kinds to look at who's listening, who's watching. And essentially what Guy did here is say, it's okay for me to bully somebody because I think it's funny. And if you're making a joke, then you can bully somebody. And that's the really gross part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem with it. Right. Is that I mean, I've learned the hard way as well of, you know, in the old days, it would be a quote tweet of a troll being a troll to me. I'm like, hey, blah, 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 like, and me making fun of them or whatever, and then washing the dog pile. And then it, you know, the last time I ever did it, it wasn't, hey, I'm doing this. It was very much like, hey, don't be like this. This is, this is an example of how you shouldn't be as a human being, let alone someone on the internet right now, right? And the reaction to that was like, oh, no, people don't read. They don't get the nuance of what I'm saying here, which was mm-hmm. like, cool. It was like, no, now we I'm like, whoa, no, don't be 20... Okay cool we won't do that anymore like that's not how we do it so i i it, it, to come out and yeah to do these tweets and put these things out there like and you know you talk about being a character like the reason Heels work in wrestling is because the faces, the good guys always eventually get it over, right? Bobby the Brain Heaton eventually gets carried out of the arena and thrown into the trash or put in the chicken suit and whatever. And it's like you see that public comeuppance when there's no comeuppance, right? When no one's ever winning in the thing, like what's what What are you to believe, right? And that's for me why I'm just so fucking – I like I'm just done. Like I'm so exhausted with it, you know what I mean? Because I'm sick of not being able to trust people anymore, that at their heart they're good people, that they're trying to do the right things. I'm sick of – trying so to turn i turn on the fuck i look at twitter in the morning and it's more horrible fucking shit in our industry of just people who can't like we sit here and we talk about it all the time of bullying and we talk about being better people and we talk about trying to spread positivity and it just seems every day somehow that message is not the one that wins out and instead it is everybody fucking screaming at each other about the stupidest of shit like we always want to play video games why is that such a thing that we have to turn into fucking culture wars and battles? And why is it that for somebody, I think, who is legitimately funny? And again, I, this is I'm not a doctor disrespect. I don't know his entire library, right? Like I, somebody's put in here, the nanobiologist puts in a PC game article for context. Dr. Disrespect, making fun of Chinese accents was in response to PUBG releasing in China without region lock and leading to a higher number of cheaters on the servers. Uh, not good, but we just want to add context.
1: No, but if you watch that clip, that's not what it's about. Uh, what th- that's what a I'm very public excuse. What I'm doing is
0: saying I basically didn't know <laughs> yeah. about that when I say I'm, when I'm saying Doctor yeah. Disrespects funny. I'm not saying that I don't. That is not yeah. funny.
1: But that plays into his idea. This this whole excuse that a lot of his followers have been spouting on Twitter this morning of like that's just the Doc brand, man. He's just always in for the laughs. He's just making jokes, and it's like no, but he can be better though. He's yeah. a very talented entertainer and. I knew him back in his machinima days, like on YouTube before he ever became a Twitch streamer. And like he's been doing this a long time, which is why he's so good at it. Yeah. And it breaks my heart a little when you see somebody who's worked so hard to build their career and deserves the success because they've put the time in, yeah. kind of squander the influence they have by being a bad dude. Yeah. Like, be a better dude. You know, whether you think that you deserve or want that responsibility is, is I think, irrelevant. You have, you've got it. You know, like this idea that celebrities all the time come out and say, well, I never wanted to be a role model. I'm like, well, you're sure taking money from your fans. Sure, You're taking money from your viewers, from your subscribers with no qualms. So I feel like you have to accept the responsibility of what that brings with it as well.
0: 100%. But, and I know and I get it more than most that that's a learning experience, right? You don't knock it out of the park the first time. But to do it hours later... To you know what I mean literally hours later to trip yeah. on your your own success on this way of like I thought the, I thought the apology was good and I thought that, that this was gonna get him going in the positive direction again and then to yeah. immediately fuck it up on this way in a way that like granted I know we're navel gazing we're the video game uh, media whatever the fuck you want to call us so we're all paying attention in a way normal people aren't you know what I mean Crit, like yeah. lots of his viewers don't watch Kotaku they don't understand who Jason is yada 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 but like that I doesn't s- excuse it
1: yeah no of be a fucking not.
0: better person and again like he is legitimately talented. He is legitimately funny. He can, I, I, I even think when, when the tweets I was reading, right, like it, how would you have done this differently? Right? Like, I think dunking on Kotaku is totally fair game. That's Kotaku is a website. It's a .com. It's a company. That was a funny joke. Like that's, that's fine. That doesn't hurt that's someone That's the punch personally. up versus the
1: punch down, right? That, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right. You're, you're attacking another brand. Good job there. You know what I mean? But like to go after two reporters there. And be an asshole about it. Like, what the fuck?
1: I'm like, tweeting at their faces. I really hope he deletes it. I really hope that he has a moment of reflection at some point and goes, yeah, that wasn't cool. Also, like, it's not worth his time to go around bullying people. Why doesn't he just turn his stream on and start making money instead of taking time out to bully people on Twitter? I mean, that's the
0: big thing, too. You're talking about having an audience and having a platform, right? Like, that's, you're right. That's part and parcel with it is that everybody's going to shit on you. You and I get shit on all the fucking time. And I don't sit there and quote-tweet all these people and drag them into the mud and yell at them, right? I mute them and I hang out with the kids who actually want to hang out with us. That's how you work on it. That's how you do it. Everybody just needs to be fucking better people. I'm so sick of this. And I'm sick of sounding like I'm the fucking grandfather of video game. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not perfect. I know I fucked up. Go ahead and post all the comments about the times I fucked up too. But come on, man. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, PlayStation Plus has a hot swap. This is from the PlayStation blog. Update! We're making a swap to the PlayStation Plus games lineup for July. This month, we're adding Detroit Become Human Digital Deluxe Edition, which also includes Heavy Rain, to the July games lineup instead of Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. We apologize for any inconvenience. Here's more information about what uh, Detroit Become Human is. If you didn't know for some reason, don't forget that that's coming out with Horizon Chase Turbo from July 2nd to August 5th. Andrea, what the fuck just happened?
1: I, You know, I don't know.
0: Because this one, if you remember, we read it here on the show and i was like oh pro evolution soccer and uh, horizon chase turbo it's like what a weak month and that like and i know that like don't get me wrong in same thing with everything else on the internet every time they put up a playstation plus uh, post or a playstation plus free games post it's like what a weak month blah blah, blah. but when mm-hmm. i'm sitting there going like mm, i don't know about this month that that seemed to resonate throughout the internet, and they set, obviously, millions of other people said on their own, to then get here where it's like, okay, cool, the day of, we're swapping it out and putting this other game in. It's like, oh, okay, but there's no, why? Like, I, if there would have been a note from them, it would have been helpful of like, hey, it's because we heard you loud and clear, and these are two niche games, and we want to give you a better reason to have this. Like, what, I don't know, I don't get That was a weird, th- it was a weird pull at the last minute, literally the last possible minute.
1: I think you're maybe reading too much into it. Let me know. I think this is probably just like, hey, we had to line up some kind of agreement or licensing or royalty back end, and then they always wanted these titles in, and now they're in because they were able to get it done at the last minute.
0: (laughs) But so why pull out of it? I mean, first off, Pez isn't even... Well, I guess neither uh, Detroit could call (laughs) Greg. Well, no, it is actually. Whatever. I mean... the the deal with Pez would have been written, right? What did they tell Konami or what did Konami say that made this switch up?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's something about the way that Pez has their monetization structure set up. They were like, hey, we could make this work, but then we couldn't. Or maybe Konami changed their mind about how much money they wanted on the back end because these PlayStation Plus deals are rarely free. They always come at a cost to PlayStation. PlayStation subsidizes these games being in for free. And so... It's important to remember that Pez is one of Konami's most profitable franchises out there, and so potentially what happened was is they just weren't being offered enough money on the back end to be giving this game away for free.
0: See, I don't buy that. I don't buy that from you because I mean, like, you know how contracts work. It's not like they. It's not like that. Konami's like, all right, we're going to sign that any day. Go ahead and announce it. And then, like, the day of, the I day don't know, before? not
1: Japan, though. But Japan. <laughs> but
0: Japan. <laughs>
1: Japan makes a lot of, like, really wild decisions that you kind of got to go, okay, that's yeah, yeah. a thing that you decided. Um, at least from my experience looking at, like, Japanese uh, business deals that, you know, I've gotten some information on in the past. That
0: yeah.
1: Uh, things that an American or European company would do is sometimes quite different than what a Japanese company would do.
0: Fair. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get even a, a Shrier behind the scenes what actually happened to report on this, right? Yeah. Because it is. Okay, like... Are there what, a lot of people it, that are upset about this? Was it the fact that the audience was so upset that that they, they thought the lineup was weak? Or is it the fact that something business-related happened and they had to make this last-minute ditch effort to switch everything up?
1: Do we know when the next one's coming out?
0: The next Pez?
1: Yeah, let, I'm let me sure.
0: look here. I don't Oops, know, fall? I'm, I'm guessing. Winter, spring?
1: Cause Summer. maybe what they wanted to do is pull it now. So that way it launches right before the new game comes out.
0: Yeah. What, Again, I'm just what are you saying? laughing. At I, I had it? a really funny comment while you were gone. It's fine. Oh, cause you're like, when's it coming out? I'm like, I don't know. Fall. Then I did all the other seasons too. So I just covered the entire year. Oh, thanks. No problem. That's what I'm here for. The comic relief.
1: September 10th, by the way, is the release date of Pro Next evolution, evolution soccer. It. 2020.
0: crushed it. Crushed everybody. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Did did the internet win or is it something in the back end that happened? Inquiring minds want to I know. Shuhei Yoshida call me.
1: When it comes to I Play doubt stations? it was a contract it's thing doubtful.
0: though. I doubt it was a contract I thing. Don't,
1: Greg, I'm just posturizing because you asked me to think of a reason. No, resident. I didn't even ask.
0: You said I don't know. You said like you didn't believe me like you had <laughs> inside information.
1: Just hy- Who do you know, Konami? <laughs> Nobody. Hypotizing.
0: Uh By the way, Kebabs writes in to com slash you're wrong and says, I thought Horizon Chase Turbo was a really great game. I've heard that from a lot of people actually. I think he's. I think somebody like, when this originally when I was like, "This sounds like a weak lineup." Everybody's like, "Ask Tim." That game's great. I don't know why Tim would know about it because Tim's an idiot. But for sure, everybody said Horizon uh, Chase Turbo was great, but no one ever said that about Pez. And now Pez is gone. What happened? Nobody knows. Unsolved mystery. Robert Stack, where are you at? <laughs> Number three. CD Projekt Red is on three different cyberpunk games. This is Matt Kim at IGN. A report from Polish business website Bankier uh, revealed that CD Projekt's presidents, CD Projekt Red's president and CEO issued a statement that the company is working on three cyberpunk-related projects. We already know what one of these three projects is the upcoming cyberpunk 2077 but based on a google translated version of the report the ceo said that the next big cd project game will also be set in the cyberpunk universe quote our next big project will be in the cyberpunk universe and we're already working on it and treat it as a really big and innovative product for us he said via translation. The third Cyberpunk project in development is reportedly a multiplayer mode for Cyberpunk 2077, allegedly developed by a 40-person team at CD Projekt Studio in Warclaw. Uh, each of the three Cyberpunk projects reportedly are being developed on their own teams, while a fourth team is continuing development on the Witcher card game spin-off Gwent. CD Projekt has not confirmed this multiplayer mode for Cyberpunk 2077, but IGN has reached out. To CD project for comment on the reported quotes and the other potential cyberpunk projects cool just get me just finish 2077 man. just finish 2077 I am not at all worried at all in the least about this multiplayer mode for 2077 just let me get in there let me choose my background start in my own area play the damn game
1: yeah this sounds like something that would come post launch like Red Dead Online
0: yeah Exactly. Something to keep you engaged right after exactly. you've gone through. So another. they released their big you. giant
1: game and then they add this because they've spent all this time and money building this world. They want to do more cool stuff with it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: More cyberpunks good.
1: Can you believe they announced that game in 2012? No. God, That was so long ago.
0: I know. We were so young. Whole Almost though.
1: Spring 2020, Greg.
0: Here we go, everybody. Probably.
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: Probably, Number four, a real news story: Ghostbusters the video game remastered this is, is going to be twenty nine ninety dollars, twenty nine ninety nine, and it's only going to be available at GameStop.
1: That's literally it, you guys. He Whoa. wants that to be on the rope report. Right? Kevin, What? First You're off, on my side. Thirty yeah. bucks. Oh,
0: okay. Thirty bucks for the great game. Yeah, that's that's. And then awesome. only available at GameStop.
2: That's weird.
1: It's not weird. It's GameStop. They do these kinds of deals all the time. Do
2: they? What other game came out like this?
1: For retail only. Oh, is it, is it retail only? Yeah,
0: you'll be able to digitally buy it digitally anywhere. You can digitally download
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. it on the but platform. Like you can't the- buy it
0: on Amazon? That sucks. GameStop, man. This is not Where abnormal. Where the players play.
1: Is it not? I no. don't know. I don't buy retail GameStop games. GameStop gets special deals for retail all the time. Andrew, I haven't bought a game in so long. I just get them for free. It's that great. sounds. I mean, that sounds like a Kevin thing to say.
0: Gold, Your ivory tower over there. You know? <laughs> it's
1: great. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. That, the only thing I put it in there is like I saw and so many people on the tweet were like, oh, my God. It's like Epic Game Store, but in real life. <laughs> I'm like, you guys haven't been paying
1: attention. <laughs> yeah, they oh do. It.
0: They, they do. I, I would hes- I'd be hesitant to say a lot, but I know it's happened before yeah. a bunch even. In this, in the, Not even including like uh, <laughs> the game I like a lot from Insomniac that they published on their game, the GameStop label. That's totally escaping me. Uh,
1: okay. Oh, I know exactly the game. God, you're it was talking so good.
0: About. With Marin. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. She was Irish. That's why I did it.
1: Let me. Uh, in- song Sing? of the Deep. Song yeah, of the Deep. Yeah, deep. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Of course. Of complete phase. Okay, I'm and I'm sure our friends at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games can think of some off the top of their oh, head. Oh, Shonosaurus Rex. And you're GameStop exclusive. Borderlands
0: Game of the Year was GameStop exclusive physically. So, yeah, it happens.
1: They do exclusive hardware with Nintendo quite frequently.
0: Xenoblade Chronicles and Metroid Prime Trilogy were released only at retail at GameStop, says Borzin. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not like Kevin over there being like, what the fuck? But I'm just letting you know, possibly game yeah. of the year, Ghostbusters the video game remastered. Possibly only game physically. of the year. I'm
2: sorry, Greg, that I don't know everything, okay?
0: You sit <laughs> over and there, absorb all the information. Sh- only like 30 bucks, sponge. though, too. Only thirty bucks though. No multiplayer mode, right? At launch,
1: still doesn't belong in the rope report. Just Next you know. up,
0: number five, Shenmue Three refunds are going out for Steam people. Uh, this is Matthew Handerhand over at Games Industry Kickstarter backers of Shenmue Three will be able to get a refund if they requested the PC version of the game, due to Yeeznet and Deep Silver agreeing on an exclusivity deal with the Epic Game Store. So basically, if you were expecting to get your Steam code and you don't want that Epic Store code, mm-hmm. you can get a refund now. Key lock. From Patreon.com slash kind of funny games writes in and says, so I got an email from people working with Shenmue three to let me know that there will not be a steam key for it. And I will be getting an epic game store key because of an exclusivity deal. So first I want to say I don't really mind and it doesn't change my attitude at all towards the game. Parentheses, it's still technically on PC. The weird thing about this is that it's a kickstarted game that got money from crowdfunding and basically changed the promise of it landing on this platform. Like I said, it doesn't bother me, but I'm sure there is someone out there who are angry. even though they can still play it on PC. Does this possibly show that even though something was kickstarted with the promise of landing on this platform, it can change and backers can't refund if it is on the platform they wanted? Sorry for the long rant. Well, Well, again, they're saying you can refund this one. They are refunding, yeah. Which is
1: the right move. We dive really deep into this Epic Game solar exclusivity issue in the episode of What's Good last week. And where can I get that? Um, You can get that on podcast services around the globe, just like Kind of Funny Games Daily or YouTube.com slash What's Good Games. So my point was, I think going forward... The reason for exclusivities is clear. Tim Sweeney very clearly said it's because they're trying to disrupt Valve and force them to address their 70-30 split revenue model. Right. And I think that that can now be done. We already know why the exclusives are there. And you guys know my feeling on exclusives. All the other hardware platforms have them and nobody's bitching about that. Um, So... My point was, it's however. games.
0: People are bitching about it. It's true. Somebody's bitching about I it I said, somewhere. who's bitching
1: about not being able to play Pokemon Sword and Shield on PC? Nobody. Mm. Where are you bitching about that? It's, a, it's an exclusive. Yeah, anyway, uh, I digress. You got him, dude. I mean, I did. I got him. Um, my point was, though, specifically about games that announce for Steam and then later do an exclusivity deal. That's not cool, bro. Yeah. Because if you tell your player base and your customers and you accept pre-orders like in the case of Metro Exodus for example that it's going to be available on this platform and then you change your mind to do an exclusivity deal that's not cool but I think what they're doing is the right thing here they're saying hey we get that you might be upset about this and we're happy to refund your money so really you can be like oh man I'm disappointed but you get your money back so if you choose to remain to be very upset about this i kind of Think you have not enough things in your life, but to be Andrea, upset about.
0: they're robbing it from the platform you want to play on. But you can
1: still play it on PC, as Keylock so eloquently says.
0: I mean, in parentheses, sure. But you know
1: <laughs> sure you can yeah
0: exactly in parentheses uh, alex russ writes in and says this is kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong but i'm gonna let it go uh mighty number no. nine promised a vita version but did not release a vita copy they have yet to come out and say the project has been canceled entirely and instead have sent a ps4 code no refund was offered when this happened so there you go yeah but, At but least that
1: the- entire thing was a shit show i think we all sure, agree on that <laughs> of
0: course i'm just saying though they're doing it the, the right way here mm-hmm. with shenmue Right. Three. Adam Boys over there sending that goats left and right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, whatever happened to him. May you see him blown up on Reddit?
1: Oh, yeah. Him the the Oculus Quest. His, yeah,
0: his quest. I all love all those. the
1: photoshopping people are doing. If you yeah. don't know what we're talking about, um, our friend Adam Boys, who used to be um, a VP at PlayStation and is now the CEO of Iron Galaxy Studios, um, is very big into new tech. He's got a Tesla. And they were charging the car. And while they were waiting at a charging station, he and his son um, were both playing an Oculus Quest game, sitting next to the Tesla supercharger with their headsets on. And his wife.
0: Just in, the, in public. Took,
1: took the photo of, because she's like, they look so silly just out there standing next to this Tesla charger with their Oculus Quest on. And then she tweeted it. And man, it went viral in a way she up. was not expecting. It's great. But it's a really funny photo.
0: Yeah. Andrew? Yes. I'm excited to see the next next piece of tech Adam Boys gets, <laughs> yes. but that'll be so far from now. <laughs> if I want to know something more relevant, like say, what came to the mom and pop shops this Tuesday, where would I go? Why,
1: Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 do
0: do 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 yeah out today. First off, Richard Walker at PlayStationTrophies.org says Ubisoft has announced that today sees the beginning of a new Rainbow Six Siege limited time event, a Wild West cowboy themed affair dubbed Showdown. Set beneath the burning sun of the new limited time Fort Truth map, the event includes exclusive content and attention filled 3v3 mode with a limited HUD and arsenal. Also, Spider Man PlayStation 4 is getting a free piece of update DLC today. Spider Man Far From Home upgraded suit and Spider Man Far From Home stealth suit are available in the game right now for free. Uh, Barrett
1: is excited about that look so cool.
0: They do look really cool <laughs> Will A Wonderful World is on PlayStation 4 Final Fantasy 14 Stormbringers Expansion Shadowbringer, sorry Expansion is on PlayStation 4 and PC Cy Vizar Delta <laughs> PlayStation 4 <laughs> is Switch uh, Red Faction Gorilla Re Mars Turd Is on Switch Dream Daddy a dad dating Simulator is on Switch Soccer Kid PC Gourmet Warriors PC Volon PC Victorian Mysteries Woman in White PC. Red Dead Online is kicking off its celebratory week with 30% bonus in Red Dead Online money and XP on all free roam missions plus several festive offerings including free red and blue camp flags until the 8th of July, 50% off red, white and blue bandanas and more then playstation now is adding the following games borderlands the handsome collection dark arcana uh no, arcane i can do better than that. the carnival <laughs> uh I yeah i did mx gp3 <laughs> the get. official motocross <laughs> video game nba 2k playgrounds 2 on uh, these are all playstation 4 and except for one coming up and i'll tell you about it nightmares of the deep from the deep uh to the sirens call rad rogers uh rappella fishing pro series real farm red faction 2 on playstation 2 that's weird rocket league uh tachyon project and Whoopo on PlayStation Four. New dates for you: Cuphead's DLC has been delayed. The la- the delicious last course has been moved to 2020 outside of 2019. And then Ancestors Legacy is coming to Xbox One this August. You added some stuff. I too. did.
1: Um, the independent uh, game publisher, gaming company, and developer Pixelated Milk are proud to announce that Warsaw a technical World War II RPG set during the Warsaw Uprising in 1944 will launch on September 4th, 2019
0: on Steam. Um, Nanobiologist in the, the kindoffunny.com slash Yorong says, we missed you out today. Apex Legends Season 2 is out today and live for all consoles. Thank you, Nanobiologist, for keeping us honest. Andrea? Yes. It's time for a read or mail. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Let's go with Upstart. As most of you have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Uh, Everybody's heard me. I've struggled with credit card debt started with debt in general Dude, who it's hasn't just, yeah right it's it's pretty common that's
1: the worst but we all got it
0: upstart goes beyond the traditional fico score when assessing your credit worthiness they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate upstart believes you're more than just your credit score they believe in you and they understand that uh they make it fast simple and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score the best part once the loan is approved most people get their funds the very next business day the next day over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or to make large purchases. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Games upstart.com/kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash Games. Our next sponsor is Experian. You know the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now, it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit credit scores with experience boost and you should too for the first time ever paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score experience boost works by giving you uh, credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account like water gas electric cable and cell phone uh it used to take months to raise your credit score a point or two but with boost you can increase your scores instantly as i've said all week long of course i had a credit card i thought i paid it off i thought i closed it down turned out they dinged me some finance charge sat there for years screwed up my credit this would have been a lot of help uh, we can't believe it's taken so long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experian experience Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash K-F-Games. Andrea, where do I want to start? Hmm. let's see <vivre> <idee> oh, I'm gonna start where is it? Arvel Arvel wrote into patreon.com slash kind of games and says I've been playing around with the Oculus Quest in the last month for quite some time and I instantly fell in love with the wireless VR of the device now that PS5 is more and more approaching I'm starting to question how a second generation of PlayStation VR will look like do you think it will be physically tied to a PlayStation console, or do you think it could become a standalone device, such as the Vita VR? What? Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, like on the next like generation. VR, yeah. uh, what are the uh, PlayStation VR? Andrea, what's going to happen with PlayStation VR?
1: Well, we're certainly going to get an evolution because with the more powerful console, um, you know, they can do faster processing. And I think that the PlayStation VR absolutely needs an upgrade in terms of its um, the Everything. lenses it, ha- it has inside, right? Like, it's a really great piece of hardware, but it's obviously not the most technically savvy piece that's on the market. Yeah, it's just the most convenient one. Yeah, before Oculus Quest came along, and now that's even more convenient. Um, I don't think that we're gonna get like a standalone device like a Vita that goes along with it. Um, I would love to see a wireless PSVR. I think
0: I think the uh, where we're at right now with home VR, the next uh, PlayStation VR needs to be wireless. It has to be wireless, right? Because that is the future. I don't think it needs to be like Quest, where it's all built into the headset and the controllers. I think it is still anchor. It's still talking to your PlayStation Four. You're playing everything off your PlayStation 4. And I think that's honestly good for what Sony wants out of this device. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they... like Quest is such a game changer for schlubs like me that don't have a good PC where I can suddenly put on and have like better VR and I don't have to be anchored, to even wirelessly anchored mm-hmm. to a giant uh, uh, PC tower. I think for PlayStation, they want you to buy a PlayStation 5. So the idea that their wireless headset connects to the PlayStation 5 is good for everybody. I bet you get better controllers too.
1: Absolutely. And I think we can also potentially look at them doing what Oculus did and making a a split skew, right? Doing one that's more casual, more approachable, and then doing a higher-end one that's really pushing the boundaries of innovation with VR graphics and VR processing. Because I think about a game like Asgard's Wrath, which really left a big impression on me after having played it on the Oculus Rift S as one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in VR. It's like Stormland and Asgard's Wrath to me are like at the top of the top right now. But that's only possible when you're connected to a high-powered device like a PC through a tether, through a cord. And so I don't know what that would look like for PlayStation VR, if there would be a high-end version and a low-end version, or if they're like... Maybe we don't want to split our base that way. I think it really all depends on what developers are creating software for those devices and if that software is compelling enough to sell units because I think, you know, Oculus is really going to have to watch the rift S closely to see, you know, how many units are they going to move with these high-end VR games because the market for people who are playing those games still feels really, really small.
0: Sure. I I think that... uh... Yeah, you're 100% right. I think, you know, Quest is the one that has a chance to break out in terms of that. When you take it on the road, you show it to your people, you show it to your family. They think it's cool. They get onto it. Uh, for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation VR 2, we're just going to say, right? I think it's very important to the messaging, obviously, that they've already said PlayStation VR current models will work with the PlayStation 5. So there already is the normal, hey, you want to get in It incredibly cheap, because I'm sure they'll be marked down or like, even at discounts to shops. You can get that way. And then when they introduce whatever PlayStation VR 2 is, it'll be... I, it has to be wireless, but I think you still get the processing power of it, right? Because it's just about beaming p- Bluetooth. Thing. Kevin, you're smarter than me. With the HTC, we have that wireless HTC Vive we've used before. Uh,
2: that requires a PCI Express gra- graphics like chip. Not a graphic. It's a wireless chip that you put in the back. So it does require an add-on. It's not just through Bluetooth. Basically
0: like, like a what fancy if, dongle. If I was yeah. doing, so but if Very I'm doing, fancy. for a place, so it's, knowing more about the technical side, PlayStation VR 2. How would I make that if they're for PlayStation Five and PlayStation VR Two? I think
2: realistically, making it wireless is not what they should do. Really, because that limits it with you'd have a battery then. Okay, and then it's the concern of like how long would the battery last?
1: That's what Oculus Quest is working with right now. It's true.
0: See, I think you have to because for me personally, I love. It's well documented on these shows that we love PlayStation VR. Obviously, we have a season two of that show coming up. But like, I adore my Quest. Like putting my Quest on a plane, it's it's the craziest experience. And taking off the quest and putting PlayStation VR back on, so PlayStation VR has always been the most comfortable headset. The headset Put,
1: feels better. Putting yeah. it
0: back on and having that tether, it's like, oh god, yeah. this is yeah. feels like I'm going back to the '80s. It sucks. So like, they have to address that for PlayStation VR. And too. I think
1: the having the battery part is is minimal, n- kind of moot because I mean, I almost all, like all of our devices have batteries. The Dual Shock Four has a battery
2: that you sucks. have to charge. People complain about it all the time. Sure, but they still play it all the
1: time. True, we have. We all have so many. And that's the other
0: thing too, is like, with like, I mean, with VR and even PlayStation VR too. How? What's your longest session going to be? Like, your average session is going to be pretty short yeah i'd say like 20 hours? to 40 minutes yeah, i mean yeah yeah exactly right for like, most
1: people yeah I mean,
2: I, i'd like to hope that we're getting to the point where there's going to be longer sessions with games like uh trevor saves the universe trover, yeah. and, uh, trover saves the universe and
0: sure no and blood and truth yeah, like and i know that they're both all, are i'm not saying that we're hitting the cap i'm just saying for most people i think you and me going home and playing those games i don't yeah. know if most people play them in one sitting mm. and that's like obviously i'm sure everybody in the chat is like oh, i do but i mean like what about other people i don't know like, I, I, I just, don't,
1: I can't, I can't be in VR for more than like 30 to 40 minutes at a I time. Think, I, I
2: think I like, saw uh, Amy Gills in the chat saying like, what if it just has option, the options, really? option to go wireless? That'd be really cool. Yeah, you that'd be hot. Plugged in.
0: Yeah, 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 that'd be really good actually. But
2: I, I just don't know, like that would require, like I would imagine in, in like a a dedicated streaming whatever sit link that it you mean needs.
1: like a nintendo switch type concept for psvr where you would have like a like You'd a dock it, of swords better. with a cord if you want to have more of like a high-end powered experience that doesn't require battery and then you could detach it from the dock and you would have to charge it if you want to bring it on the go i mean that well, sounds cool I, I,
2: I don't necessarily mean that it could go on the go but like wireless in your house
0: yeah would, even, even really cool. with the battery pack in your house right in terms of how, how much battery that's something I see people on the qu- qu- subreddit quest all the time getting around by having a battery pack in their pocket with a USB to it now granted is that truly wireless yes because you're not anchored to the like when I'm walking around yeah. my house and I step on it and I yank my Playstation down like exactly. this is my back pocket or whatever I play Yeah.
1: now I heard um, I heard Sam from Ars Technica talking about Beat Saber 360 did you play that?
0: no they wanted me to get over I just couldn't get over to it
1: like the way he described it I was like oh.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad enough at regular beats. Here, is that right? what I think it is? Where you've got it's all, all around you. You have to
1: turn all around you. Yeah, the beats. Oh my God, that's yeah. so cool.
0: I'm sure it'll be on Quest soon enough. They know, they know what's going on.
2: The Quest is so awesome.
0: Quest is amazing. Everybody should pick it up. Everybody should also watch PlayStation VR show, season two. We're recording them right now on patreon.com slash Uh They'll eventually <laughs> be up on YouTube uh, months from now. Just too much content being made it kind of fun. Yeah.
2: If you're a patron supporter you can watch it when we record it live yeah, right?
0: and they're up as archives i think too right now i don't know i don't know man no that we're gonna put b-roll over them maybe or at least graphics we we'll and we're, doing. We'll we're figuring out pretty. as we get there you know what i mean Oh boy, um, we're going to end with Richard. Richard writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hey, Greg and Andrea. I just wanted to write in and thank you, parentheses Greg, for the Moonlighter recommendation. I downloaded on Xbox Game Pass yesterday and have been addicted ever since. It is such an addicting gameplay loop that makes me wish I got it for the Nintendo Switch because you can either play it for hours or do a quick dungeon run. It also has made me think about other shopkeepers and video games and the struggles they must go through to keep their shops stocked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to thank you for bringing the game to my attention and for everything you guys do. Hope you have a great day and hope more people check this game out i agree richard of course you can get all my thoughts on moonlighter on the latest games cast youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe roosterteeth.com andrea's in a banana suit why wouldn't you watch
1: i mean ben andrea renee everybody
0: it's great <laughs> really good discussions really good stuff fran's there he's got great hair everybody it's time to squad up this is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games you give me your name username platform of choice and I read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today Oliver from England oh my governor needs help on the PlayStation 4 PSN name is probably Oliver that's a good PSN name all one word Uh, what's good Greg and Andrea I'm looking for someone parentheses preferably UK based best friends Let me try that again. I'm looking for some, preferably UK-based. Best friends to play Greg's favorite game of all time, Ultimate Chicken Horse. If you watch Party Mode, you know in fact (laughs) I hate that game. Uh, It'd be rad to get to know a few more names and faces before November 23rd, which is of course when the Kinda Funny World Tour rolls into London. Thanks for everything. I love you all dearly. Oliver. If you want to play Ultimate Chicken Horse on the PlayStation 4 with Oliver, hit up Probably Oliver on that there. PSN. Andrew? Yes, Greg. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash Games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, so we can keep the record straight for youtube.com slash dot roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, we're good. Good? Yep. We, I, I, did, I inserted them as we went. We did uh, fine. There you go. Not a perfect game by any means, but we got there in the end. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, tomorrow host, Gary Witta for Witta Wednesday. Thursday, no show, 4th of July. Friday, no show because we are at RTX. Come to our signing on Friday. Come see our panels, 2 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Uh, on that there Saturday. There is comedy, kind of funny comedy night that Saturday as well, but I believe it's sold out. So get, a, get one of those giant cakes, hide inside of it, have it be wheeled in. What do you got, Kev?
2: I was just going to add that there will be no screencasts or internet explorers either.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just throwing yeah. that in there. For Just Friday, face. Thursday, oh, Friday. We're sh- off. Are
1: those shows? What are those shows?
0: <laughs> Got a fucking name for it. Yeah. Uh, right, sadly, yeah, if you're watching live, KFAF right. is next. Ladies and gentlemen, We're this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, on a variety of platforms. That. We run that's you through the nerdy saying. video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, then watch it later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Uh, come to Twitch. Give us your Amazon sub. Do all that stuff. Watch What's Good Games. It's great. Yeah. Uh, watch Gary Wood on Twitch. He's great. If you see Andy on Twitch, just delete it delete twitch I delete know his
1: uh, Mario Maker 2 clips are pretty good they
0: awesome. are so good <laughs> it's, and it's that thing where it's like for from whenever he started streaming it's like oh man I wish he was doing it for kind of funny games but whatever and then I watch those and I'm like fuck now we should have figured out a way to monetize his ass you know what I mean because that's good content over there Barrett it is. yeah until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you